Hello and welcome to Heavenly Manor with Melton Harris. Now on today's broadcast, we're going to let you listen to most of the message that we delivered at the New Bridge Baptist Church on a Sunday night. It's a part two to the message entitled, The Master's Touch. Well, we hope this message will be a help and a blessing to you is our prayer. Three Bibles, how about turning with us to Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 9. And we want to read a few verses and come to pick up where we left off this morning, the Lord being our helper. Matthew 9, uh, verse 27. Well, that's good. Pastor loves to hear them pages turning. means you brought your word with you. Amen. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thy son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. We want to continue tonight as we look at the Master's touch. Again, we said there are some 33 miracles that are recorded in the four Gospels. We divided them down. If we said we got a book that divides them into ruling nature, there's nine. Restoring health, there's 17. Removing demons, there's four. And then raising the dead, there's three. Seven of these 33 miracles that are recorded, we find that the Lord Jesus Christ touched the ones that the miracle was being performed. Touched them, or at least the coffin that they were in. And we began this morning and we looked at there the life-given touch of the Master found in Luke's Gospel 7, verses 11 through 15. As the funeral procession was going out of the gate, oh me, uh, here come the Lord Jesus Christ. Life met death and life won out over death. And we found the Lord Jesus Christ touched the coffin and the young man that was in there, the widow's son, her only child, there was raised from the dead. And we talked about regeneration and revival. Then we talked about the cleansing touch of the Master. Mark 1, verses 40 through 42, talked about the leopard as he come to the Lord. And how leprosy is a type of sin in the Scriptures. And we saw the compassion of the Lord when he put forth his hand and touched him. And we talked about there how that was forbidden in Jesus' day, that would make Jesus unclean. No doubt, again, this is... I believe the disciples and the crowd backed away when the leper come in because everyone was scared of leprosy. But the Lord Jesus Christ had compassion, and he touched them. The grace of the Lord, he said, I will be thy clean. And then we talked about the power. Only the Lord Jesus Christ could cleanse and make the leper whole. And only the Lord Jesus Christ can cleanse and make us whole. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can give us the life, and that hey, eternal life. So we saw 
uh, there the life-giving touch of the Master. We saw the cleansing touch of the Master. Then thirdly, we talked about the healing touch of the Master. As we began to talk about sickness in Matthew 8, 14 and 15, Peter's mother-in-law, and how the Lord Jesus Christ touched her hand, and physically there she was healed. She had the fever, probably infection, but the Lord touched her, and she immediately got up, and she served the Lord Jesus Christ and the apostles. Not only did he touch and heal, but I believe he gave her strength there that she was able to get up and serve. And I talked about physically how that when you and I have colds and strep and all that, how when we recover, is that not a touch from the Master allowing us to recover? Then we talked about emotionally, how he helps heal broken hearts and discouraged hearts, and then spiritually how we can come to him and confess our sins. But now, tonight, as we look a little bit further, we see the sight-giving touch. Isaiah, as he was prophesying about the Messiah in Isaiah 35, 5, said, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Four recorded incidents in the miracles of the blind receiving their sight. More than any of the 17, uh, there was the giving of sight. And in this, two incidents, we're going to see that where the Lord Jesus Christ physically touched the ones that were receiving their sight, the ones that were receiving the miracle, the ones that were being healed. Here we find in the Scripture two blind men. And we find here that the Lord Jesus Christ touched their eyes. And we find that they received sight, he said, according to their faith, as he touched them. And we see their faith. He, they referred to him as Lord, thy son of David. They knew who he was. And they recognized him. And they had faith in him. And the Lord Jesus Christ touched their eyes, and they received their sight. But I want to point something out right quick. We see their faith, but we see their failure. It said, he told them, he said, see that no man know it. But the next verse says, but they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. There was, a fair, there was disobedience. Here is the master. And they've received a touch from the master. They've received their sight. And he gives them a command. He uh, tells them this one thing to do, and that's that, Go and tell no one. But what do they do? They go out and spread it abroad. And you might say, why? Why is that so neat? They were just happy and rejoicing over receiving their sight. And yes, they were. But it made it harder for Jesus to move through the country. Because the, as the fame grew, the crowd grew. And it made it harder for him as he was traveling through ministering and preaching the gospel it made it more difficult on him. And you see, sometimes we don't realize that when we're just being a little disobedient, something, hey, it may be something joyous or something glad, but when we're just a little disobedient, it can cause a lot of harm. And that's why the Lord told He said, don't, don't go out and tell anyone. But they did. And we see their failure. Their faith was great, but so was their failure. And we see here these two blind men. But there's another recorded incident. Turn with me right quick to Matthew chapter number 20. Matthew chapter number 20. And look, look at verses 29 through 34 for just a moment. 
He said, and as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thy son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. Excuse me, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thy son of David. Well, that sounds familiar, don't it? These two previously recognized him as the Lord, as the son of David. And so does these. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will you that I should do unto you? They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. There's a touch of the master. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Now, this receiving sight is recorded in all three of the synoptic gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're synopsis because they repeat. A lot of them have this recorded the same miracles. A lot of them have recorded some of the same incidents. But John, which was wrote years later, doesn't necessarily come back. doesn't mean that uh, what happens not true. But John gives us more about him being the Son of God and about how he came to save the world from their sin. But here... We find that these are two. Now, Mark records that this is uh, blind Barnabas, Bartimaeus. I'll get it out in a second. Mark is the only one that records the name. Mark and Luke refer to it as just the one, blind Barnabas. And so critics of the Word of God have said, See, the Scripture is in error. And then it says here, uh, there, that he was... Coming out of Jericho, uh, there, uh, let me see, let me go back and read. Uh, to mom said, when Jesus cried, yeah, departed from Jericho. And uh, they were saying uh, something about now, and the others, and Martin Luke saying he's going in to Jericho. And so here they claim again, there's a conflict in the Word of God. Let me clarify two things concerning the place and the person. Number one, the place. In Jesus' day, there was the old Jericho and the new Jericho, which was just a mile or two apart. So he could literally be coming out of the old Jericho going toward the new Jericho. And they would refer to it as Jericho. That explains that. Amen. He's coming out of the old Jericho going toward the new Jericho. Right? All right. As far as the person goes, that blind Barnabas was the main one. He's the main character here. And that's what Mark and Luke kind of focus in on. And Matthew just lets us know there were two more blind men sitting there needing to be touched by the Master. And so Jesus, he touched their eyes. And the Lord gives them sight. Well, let me say, uh, folks, today the Lord Jesus Christ touches our eyes, right? Gives us insight. Amazing grace. I once was blind, but now I see. As I've said many times, and I've got to be careful, I don't want to get too political here, but I, I, you know, I wonder what in the world is going on in Washington. What in the world? Why can they not see that, this, that trying to go toward a communist, socialist thing gives up freedom? Can they not see what they're doing is, is 
they're hurting the hardworking middle class people? Can they not see that they're harming children by allowing them to have changes there? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to tell you what, that's a shaming and a disgrace in itself. Why can they not see that? And I don't about, oh, boy, my blood pressure gets up. I get to talking about it. And I get to think, why? They're blind. They're blind. Why? Because they have never been born again. They've never been saved. They are blinded to the gospel. They are blinded to the things of God. And they're, hey, and they're being led by the prince of the power of the air. They're being led by the prince of this world. And so therefore they're blind to the things of God. Paul said the natural man cannot receive the things of God. And they're natural and so therefore they're blinded. But aren't you glad you and I, hey, when we get a touch from the Master, hallelujah, there He opens blinded eyes. And He gives us insight into the Word of God. He gives us insight to what's right and what's wrong. Amen? Right. Maybe we didn't get blocked out for that little comment. But anyway, it's the truth. (coughs) It's the truth. So we see the sight-giving touch. Aren't you glad to get a touch from the Master? And he opened the eyes and lets us see what's right and what's wrong. Amen. What's good and what's evil. Thank God. Well, let's move on. Mark chapter 7. Turn with me there right quick. Mark chapter number 7. And we want to look at verses 33 through 35. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears. And he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephrathah, that is, be open. And straightway his ears were open, and the string of his tongue was loosened, and he spake plain. So we find here is a, a, a gentleman who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And here he's come to Jesus. Well, praise God, he got a touch from the Master, didn't he? He got a touch. And he put his fingers in his ears, and he allowed him to hear. Then he spit and he touched the tongue, and it loosened his tongue so that he could speak. I'm glad that that's a touch from the Master Aren't you glad that he can touch us today and allow us to hear? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Aren't you glad that he can touch today?